Howdy there. I'm Matt McKinley with the Burning Daylight Podcast. If you ever wanted to make a podcast, well, Spotify's got a platform that makes that lets you make one super easily. And then you can distribute it everywhere and even earn money. All in one place for free. It's called Spotify for, for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from the phone or computer. Uh, so no matter what uh, your setup is like, you can uh, start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And uh, if you like my show, Fence Post Politics with my buddy Aaron, that's the place to watch it because it's all video all the time. And we uh, like we share videos, we comment on videos, we share news articles and uh, and funny memes. So um, it's pretty cool. Um, and also, if you want to take your conversations to uh, with your fans to the next level, uh, your question and answer answer and polls are the best way to get them talking you can attach that to your your podcast there and, and you get your you get you know valuable interactions with your fan your fans and uh <clears throat> with spotify for podcasters you can earn money in a variety of ways including ads and podcast subscriptions and best of all it's totally free with no catch and that's uh that that is true um, <laughs> supposed to do a testimonial here, um, but anyways, this is the the podcast I use or the podcast uh host that I use. I like Spotify. They're uh they're very good on just letting you do your thing uh with uh with no catch to it. Uh, there's a good reason why Joe Rogan hosts podcasts on Spotify and, and this is uh this is a great way to get started if you if you've ever thought about starting a podcast this is where I would send anybody to go um <clears throat> best thing you can do is just download the Spotify for podcasters app or you can go to spotify.com slash podcasters to get started and yeah if you've ever thought about just doing a podcast or if you're tired of paying a monthly service that uh, doesn't seem to do much for you, Spotify podcasters is your spot. So uh, go to spotify.com slash podcasters or download the app today. Pontovia crossed the border in the year of odd 16. The people of Columbus still hear him riding through their dreams. He killed 17 civilians, you could hear the women scream. Blackjack Persian on a dancing horse was waiting in the wings. Tonight we ride, tonight we ride. We'll skin old Pontovia. Make shafts out of his hide Shoot his horse, he hits a lewas His 27 brides Tonight we ride Tonight we ride Howdy there, I'm Matt McKinley and we're burning daylight Good morning everybody How are we feeling today? 
been an excellent day in my world. Beautiful morning, a little overcast. Kind of cool. Just right for a long sleeve shirt and be a good day to, to get some shit done. I don't think it's gonna get super hot. Now that I said that, it probably will. So, there's that. I was reading the news again this morning and uh, it really seems like the, the big media outlets, excluding Fox, but you know CNN, NBC, everybody, I've, I've seen more articles about how Elizabeth Warren is picking up steam and uh, really not much mention of anything else like um, oh uh, Mayor Pete Butt stuff. Uh, he was he was in good graces for a little bit, but then uh, there was that shooting in South Bend where he's the mayor and somebody. Uh, it was a uh, I don't know the details on it. I just kind of. I've been kind of casually following it, but there was, a, there was an unarmed black man, I believe, that was shot. Maybe he wasn't unarmed, I don't know, but... And uh, so now he's getting a bunch of flack from uh, the activists about him not doing enough within his own police department or something. Anyway, so he's kind of like falling out of grace. And... Uh, and Biden, I like they're just like trying to keep him silent, I think, because he's the he's the Democrat version of Donald Trump. I mean he just he doesn't know when to, to shut his mouth. So I don't know what's what's gonna go on, but the more they can promote Elizabeth Warren, the better everybody everybody's life gonna be, because it is gonna be goddamn hilarious watching her try to duke it out with Donald Trump. So, keep at it, media. I, I hope, I hope she wins. I had, uh, had previously thought about registering as a Democrat and uh, going to caucus for Tulsi Gabbard because uh, Nevada is one of the, the early primary states and it's a caucus rather than a, a true primary and Tulsi Gabbard's the only anti-war candidate out there she is her foreign policy is bring the troops home no more regime change and uh, and very reasonable on the economic side she's a hot steaming pile of garbage it's uh, basically Bernie Sanders economic plan but she is 100% right on the, the most important issue. So I'd thought about that, but now I'm thinking uh, I might just go campaign for, for uh, oh, Lady Chief Paleface and, and uh, get her all the... Uh, momentum I can get, which I have zero pull, but I might, uh, I might just go troll the, <laughs> the Democratic caucus. I might, I don't know. Probably will. 
I don't know. It seems like a lot of time. And uh, very little reward other than humor. So I'm not sure if I've reached that level of petty yet. But if I do, I'll make sure and record it. So y'all can, can enjoy that. Well, one of the... The things that makes this day just already great. Hadn't, haven't done a whole lot today yet, but it's going to be a good day, I can tell you, just because. And it's kind of a, an accumulation of the last couple days, but there seems to be a lot, and I mean a lot, of uh, chatter amongst the journalists about Elizabeth Warren and how she is she is uh, creeping up in the polls I mean just barnstorming right now and I can't think of anything better for the sake of comedy than Elizabeth Warren leading the the polls in the, the Democratic presidential race and uh, I think we really I I hate to say this but I think everybody right now Republican, Democrat, Libertarian Socialist, Communist whatever your your uh, leanings are everybody should register Democrat because let's face it uh, you don't have to be registered Republican this uh, this one for the primaries because uh, I guess Bill Weld is, is making a run against Donald Trump but nah uh, yeah, he, he barely made it in as the, the VP candidate as a libertarian. Claimed he was a libertarian for life, and then, uh, and then he just switched back to the GOP and decided he was going to challenge Trump in, uh, in the primary. So you've got that one. So if, if you're really worried about Bill Weld uh, coming on strong and, and uh, you know, defeating the Donald, then... Go ahead and stay Republican for this this election cycle, but everybody else, register Democrat. Vote for Elizabeth Warren, and let's let's make this happen. As uh, I don't know if you guys watch Gold Rush, but we used, we watch it quite a bit. And Tony Beats might be my favorite TV character right now. So let's make it happening. Elizabeth Warren to the slaughter. That will be the debate against Donald Trump. So let's let's make it happening. Go register as a Democrat and and caucus and vote for for old Pocahontas herself and let's just watch the watch the hilarity unfold. I just realized this morning I haven't done a octagon call out in a couple days and uh got a message from a, a fella named brett from saskatchewan canadia yes i realize it is canada i just like saying canadia because i can that's why and uh the canadians uh they really just kind of cracked me up uh i'm amused by by the canadians but i had a really good chat with this guy and his octagon call out was Justin Trudeau because basically he's uh he's a super left wing 
corrupt douchebag and uh and he's just uh he's just another politician and uh an especially slimy one in uh in brett's opinion and i i tend to agree i was i was telling him how i didn't know a lot about trudeau i don't i don't follow canadian politics uh very well i know i i mean i do some just kind of loosely follow seeing how they're they're so they're the most similar to to the u.s uh I suppose you know they're a neighbor, and uh, and they they've got a more similar culture than than say like Mexico or uh, you know Cuba or some of the, our other closer neighbors, and so I, I kind of loosely follow, but not not much. And but I told him every time he's mentioned in our news cycle, like the the, the main the journalist just about nutting their pants over him. And so that makes me not trust him. If the the media likes him, I I probably don't. And uh, so I that that's kind of my my main take on him as a as being relatively ignorant of the the guy and his politics. I just I just go with my gut, and uh, and some of my gut instincts are. If uh, there is bipartisan consensus on something, like major bipartisan sen- uh, consensus in politics, uh, they're probably trying to fuck you over. And if the the m- major media market, uh, CNN, MSNBC, uh, you know, ABC, CBS, pretty well all of them except for Fox News and then some internet outlets if they are really preaching somebody up you know just really talking about what a great individual they are that person's probably a piece of shit so that, that those are kind of my rules of thumb and Trudeau falls squarely in line with with that rule of thumb so I don't I don't trust the guy and this guy Brett from Saskatchewan uh Apparently it has just uh, confirmed that suspicion for me. So, anyway, Brett and Trudeau, he said he, he thought he might get his ass kicked because Trudeau has some training in boxing. But, yeah, you gotta, you never know if, he, if he's got any sort of chin or not. So, you, know, you never know until you try. So, I, I, I would, I'd pay to watch it. And uh, so, Trudeau and Saskatchewan, Brett. Put your dukes up. Well, I read a article yesterday that uh, I I talked a little bit about it yesterday, but I didn't. I decided not to put it in the show. The show kind of ran long as it was. But apparently, there's a bunch of Hollywood actors who are uh, just really gonna stick it to to Trump. And uh, they are going to perform a a live reading of the Mueller report as a like a uh, a play, like a, a Broadway play. I don't know if it's a musical number. God, I hope so. That'd be oh, that would be so awesomely stupid. But they, <laughs> I, I forget who was in it, but there was 
supposedly some big names. I really don't care. I don't want to give them any any sort of publicity, but it was just uh, it was the perfect article to mock and ridicule is as if they haven't wasted enough like time and political capital on trying to uh, trying to get Trump as a, a Russian puppet, which Mueller came out in his report and said there was no no collusion with Russia. And so now they are concerned about obstruction of justice during the invest- investigation of a crime that he did not commit. So I guess the best comparison I can think of for obstruction of justice would be like uh, getting a ticket for uh, your tag light being burnt out. <clears throat> there, is no, there is no victim in that supposed crime uh, you know, the, the tag light's only purpose is for, uh, to light up your, your license plate so that the police can see it. Uh, no, nobody else care. I mean, unless you're like, maybe you're playing the, who can, uh, who can spot license plates from the most states on a road trip. But like there, there is, that is the only reason a tag light is there. So the, <laughs> the police can see your license plate. And so when it's out, they're, they can't see your license plate even though they've got headlights. So anyway, it's a, it's a victimless crime. And so if they can't get you on anything else, then you know, a lot of times they'll just give you a ticket for, uh, for a burnout tag light. And that's kind of the same way this obstruction of justice deal is going. Is they have nothing on him for Russia collusion or conspiracy or you know, treason. Even some people said it was treason. Uh, but I got nothing on that, so to <laughs> to to make their case, I guess, uh, to get him on something. Because they spent two years and like $35 million, so they got to get something. And so he makes this vague... Uh, vaguely uh halfway kind of accuses trump of obstruction of justice so there's there's 10 instances where he may have but uh well you can't say for sure and but we also can't say for sure that he didn't commit collusion because that's that's how the justice department's supposed to work you know it's innocent until proven guilty but they couldn't prove that he didn't commit a crime so therefore they're not going to say he's innocent Ah, anyway, so <laughs> the they're gonna make a play and do a live reading of this like four hundred and some page Mueller report. So that that ought to be just stupendous. I'm I'm sure it'll it'll get real good ratings. Today's show is brought to you once again by the D bags. Don't be a gunsel. And um, I've had a few comments on what a gunsel is. And uh, typically a gunsel is kind of described as somebody who looks like a cowboy, dresses like a cowboy, but overall don't know what the fuck they're doing. And, uh, and they're pretty prevalent anywhere you go. And some people have different names for them depending on what line of work you're in, but... 
for us in the cowboy world, we call him a gunsel. But anyway, don't be a gunsel is the website started to uh, started with the working cowboy with, who has a sense of humor in mind, and they also have line of merch that you can buy. Uh, they got some hats and some stickers and uh, a coffee mug. Uh, you can find them at Don't Be a Gunsel on Instagram and Facebook. And uh, if you go buy any of their merch, make sure you use the promo code Burning Daylight and get 10% off. It'll help them out. That'll help me out, and you get some cool shit for a little bit cheaper. And their prices are already pretty cheap. So go, I'll go check them out, support them, and uh, use the Burning uh, Burning Daylight promo code B U R N I N. D-A-Y-L-I-G-H-T. I uh, I spelled the uh, daylight wrong yesterday because uh, I'm a fucking hand, that's why. But anyway, go check them out. Don't be a gunsel. I got a lot of good feedback about the music I've been selecting too, so appreciate that, but I really need to go say that to the guys that wrote it I guess uh I just pick stuff that I like and I wouldn't say I've got a very obscure uh music preference I just uh I typically like stuff that's not as mainstream and uh stuff that's got a good story as you know I like a good story and it's uh and it's usually guys that are just kind of starting out or they're not, you know, it's kind of a independent scene or something. And so that's kind of the stuff I listen to. It all started, uh, I guess, back in high school. We used to listen to a little band out of Oklahoma called The, the Great Divide. Uh, Mike McClure was the lead singer <clears throat> of that little band. And I, I saw them in concert down in Guyman, Oklahoma, when I was in high school. And of course, we are always in the, you know, the old country, kind of outlaw stuff, and Waylon, Willie, Myrtle, and then kind of the rodeo guys, too. Chris Ledoux, of course. You can't, can't mention good cowboy music without Chris Ledoux. Rest in peace. And then, but it was the great divide that really turned me and my good buddies onto what would be no or what would become known as the either the red dirt music uh, country scene or the Texas country scene and they I kind of just view them as like the modern day either Bakersfield sound or uh, you know outlaw country sound because they're there's a few that have went on to Nashville and and had pretty good success, but for the most part, they're kind of independent labels, self uh, self produced that type of stuff, and and uh, the cool part about bands like that is they write all their own shit, uh, so the songs have a lot more meaning, and uh, typically. They're all very, very talented musically, and that's that's kind of what drew them to me. And 
they played uh those type of bands played up in fort collins quite a bit when i was in college and they'd play this little this little bar called the the aggie theater and we uh we used to go down there every time there was a one of the texas or oklahoma bands in town and and go watch a show. I think I went to like three cross Canadian ragweed uh, shows before I actually ever got to see them play. I went twice and got kicked out for underage drinking. And then I think the third time I was finally smart enough to to not drink or at least be able to hide my drinking. And uh, I actually got to see him play. And Ragweed is one of those bands that I really, really liked. And then when I saw him play live, I ended up being kind of halfway disappointed. But I seen them again and they put on a good show. But that's kind of the, the origins of where I started on my musical you know, rabbit hole. If I would have spent half as much time studying in college as I did researching new bands and downloading music on LimeWire, uh, I'd probably be a vet by now, but listening to cool new bands was a lot more fun anyways. But I, I really like the, the Oklahoma bands. Like I said, I've always kind of had a soft soft spot for Okies and so I, I liked you know like I said the Great Divide started started it for me and then uh, Ragweed of course was the next logical stepping stone and from there it was like Jason Bolin and the Stragglers which is still one of my favorite favorite live shows I've ever seen is, is Jason Bolin I introduced uh, Robbie to him. We we took a road trip down to Amarillo, Texas, and uh, watched him watched him play there. And, uh, and Robbie's been hooked ever since. So we've seen him. I've seen him play six or eight times. Robbie's seen him play several. Got my wife. I took her to her first Red Dirt show, and she's been hooked ever since too. And there, those concerts are just fun because they're not playing arenas or stadiums or anything like that they're just playing little bars and it's pretty intimate and they really do a lot of crowd interaction and and stuff like that so it, it's it's really it's really neat and so i i would highly suggest uh or highly recommend there's a one of these little texas oklahoma uh uh, music scene type bands in your area go check them out you you won't be disappointed they always put on a hell of a live show and uh and so that's that's where a lot of my music comes from and because of that scene that's who i that's how i found corb lund who is in my mind kind of like the modern day chris ledoux he writes just sure enough cowboy songs and and he uh and they're funny and just kind of kind of irreverent and uh, and they're all just super talented musicians so that's kind of the music i like and i'm glad to hear that y'all are liking it too 
I, any chance I get to turn somebody on to some new cool shit, I'm all about. So, uh, if you got any suggestions, keep them coming. I've played a couple already, and uh, I was really, really glad to to find that Ian Munzik fella. He turned out to be a really, really good find. I like his music. He's only got one of those EP albums out now, so it's like five songs, but it's all pretty good quality shit, and and he's, a, I guess he's a Wyoming kid, so that's pretty cool, and I just, uh, I love good music, and I love live, live music, so we're going to go, actually we're going to see Jason Bolin here next month, and I'm pretty excited. We don't get the near as many concerts out here in Nevada as we used to back in uh, Colorado and Kansas. So it's been a while since I've been to a Red Dirt show and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, like I said, I, I highly recommend you, you, go, you go find one if you can. If you need some, some suggestions, drop me a line on, on Facebook or, or Instagram or something. But I, uh, I haven't figured out which, uh, who I'm gonna play today, but I, I'm pretty sure you'll like it. I haven't disappointed yet, so stay tuned. One of the funny things that I noticed uh, in college was it did not matter how different uh, of a background you had or like views on life in general. Uh, if there was a bar with a good drink special everybody went there and it so we were my i think it was my junior and senior year of college up there in fort collins on thursday night there was a a bar called uh, road 34 that we'd go to and they had dollar draft beer all night and and it was anything they had on tap and so they had most you know fort collins is known for uh for micro brews uh, craft beer and so they had a ton of different beer on tap and and it was all a dollar a dollar for a pint and it was a, a bike bar not not biker like hell's angels but like lance armstrong want to be bicycle bunch of hippies and uh but it was it was kind of a cool little place it wasn't too far from my house and a bunch of my buddies would go there and and especially this one summer, uh, we we went there every Thursday and just tore it up. And there was one night we were there, and it was pretty packed. We got there pretty pretty quick, and we knew all the bouncers. And my my buddy Kranz was uh, was friends with the owner, I think. <coughs> and so we'd always get even a better deal than the the normal dollar dollar beers but they had a gas leak or something so they had to evacuate and so we went across the street over to to Sully's or Sullivan's is what it's called I don't know what it's called now but it was Sullivan's sports bar and and we called it Sully's and it was it wasn't a bad bar it just it was really really fratastic that was it was right there next to fraternity row and sorority row so all the all the frat guys went there on uh, I think it was Thursday nights when they had their special, and that was that was kind of their big night. So 
Road 34 had to, had to evacuate because of a gas leak. And so we all went over to Sully's and we were, we were drinking a little bit there. And uh, the owner of Road 34 uh, called Kranz and said, hey, they, they got it fixed. It was, it was kind of a false alarm. So uh, we're letting everybody back in. And said, cool. So we were the first ones back in there. And uh, I had to work pretty early the next day. So I, I drank another beer or two and I said, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call it good. I gotta go home. And, uh, and I was headed out, I, I went around back and I was, I was headed to, uh, to head home and I realized I had to piss really bad. And so I, I peeked around the corner to see what the line was like. And of course it was a mile long by that point. So, uh, I went up and asked the bouncer if I, if he could let me back in just to take a leak. And he said, no, nah, I can't do it. We're at capacity. So, okay, no problem. So I went around back and there wasn't any bad back there. So I just took a leak on the side of the building there and just about to zip my pants back up. And <clears throat> one of the bartenders stepped back outside and flipped all the way out and, uh, was started screaming at me and, uh, and pre proceeded to ban me for two weeks. Uh, oh, okay. It seems a little excessive, but whatever. That's it. And turns out he was like a part owner in the, the place, and and so he had a little bit of pull. So I said, okay, no big deal. My bad. That's on me. So I I wait two weeks, and I go back, and I go up get my first beer, and the old boy was bartending, and apparently he was still really pissed off. And uh, he said, "No, man, you." This is his exact words. He said, "You're 86th for life, bro." Uh, I was like, "86th? Oh, okay. So you're kicking me out for good because I, I took a leak on on the back of your building." And he said, "Yeah, it's was my fucking building, man. How would you like if you had a party and I came came to your house and I pissed all over the side of your house?" Not in him not knowing where I was from. I grew up 20 miles from the nearest town and about a mile and a half as the crow flies to my nearest neighbor. And so I, I'm pretty used to just peeing outside. And I said, well, actually, I'd, I'd prefer that you did that because if, if you're going to go piss in one of the bathrooms at my house you're probably going to miss the toilet and piss all over the floor and I'm going to have to clean it up the next day so I'd just assume you go outside and take a leak and he's what's fucking different man that's <laughs> it was your example I was that different and he he was not in the not in the mood to be uh, reasoned with so I said okay I guess I'm out of here for life so we uh I didn't go back or I'd, I'd go back every now and then I just kind of hang out in the in the back by the by the front door, I guess, and away from the bar, and I'd I'd send somebody up with money when uh, to get me a beer when it was my turn to buy, and I I finished out my college career like that. So I graduated, I went home for about a month, and then then I was moving up to Montana. So I stopped in to Fort Collins to to see all my buddies that were still up there. There's about three quarter of them that were still there. Either they were still in school or going back to school or they had got jobs there around Fort Collins. So I met up with most of them and we, we went over to Sully's, which 
had the name had changed to like Mojos or something like that. But it was like, uh, you know how the LSU people spell Go Tigers like the G E A U X. It was that's how they spelled Mojos. It was like a supposed to be a Cajun place or some shit. And we're we're in there having a good old time. Everybody's getting pretty well lubricated. And somebody said, let's go over to road 34. So well, I'm not really allowed in road 34, but I was like, hell, it don't matter. I'm graduated. I ain't going to be living in Fort Collins ever again. So what the hell? What are they going to do? Kick me out again? So we, we go over there and uh, we're at the door and the bartender kind of looks over me and my buddy Tim and then they he just kind of he looks over our ID looks us over real suspicious like and then he he goes ahead and waves us in and so we we go and we're waiting in line for a drink and then the bouncer comes over and he said hey you guys are cool to stay they pointed at me and Tim. He said, "But you two can't drink anymore. We think you've been overserved." All right, whatever. So we just had somebody else buy our drinks. Wasn't <laughs> you know pretty easy, pretty simple solution. And so we we kept at it. And then about five minutes later, he comes back over and says, "Hey, you guys are cool to stay, but none of you guys can drink anymore. We're not serving you." And we're and this point we're all like, "Well, what the fuck?" Because we hadn't done anything at that point. And then, I can't remember if I bumped into a group of, of gals, or they bumped into me or something, and, and there wasn't any, like, cross-words exchange that I remember. It was just kind of like, oh, oops, sorry, my bad. And so then the bouncer comes over, and he said, all right, you guys have got to go. And they, they pointed at, I think he just pointed at me that, that time, which is, which is justified, but I think he might have. He may have pointed at Tim as well, but he gave us all the boot. And that point, I was, I was pretty, pretty tuned up, feeling real good about life, and uh, getting ready to go be a cowboy up in Montana. So I was like, "Well, fuck these idiots! If they're gonna kick me out, I'm at least gonna give them a reason to." So they had this big. Uh, big sign out front you know lit up and everything and i went over there and pissed all over it <laughs> you know the the bouncer and the bartender had to been looking out the window i was like is he going to no surely he's not oh yeah yeah there he goes he's pissing on the sign so they just they poked their head out the door and i said you get out of here now we got the cops coming i said don't worry i'm almost done pinched her off zipped my pants off and flipped in the bird and that was the last time I set foot in road 34 I don't even know if it's still there uh, you know bars and college towns they come and they go so I don't know if it's still there or not but <laughs> that was the last time I ever stepped foot in there well I think that's gonna do it for me today there wasn't much uh, in the way of cattle work today and I didn't have any stories that popped into my head that really stuck out and mostly it was just kind of windy and nasty and I didn't, I didn't feel like talking in, into the microphone while I was on horseback. It was just kind of miserable. I was trying to get done and, and, uh, and get out of there. So I don't, don't really have any cow stories or horse stories, but I, I think, I think we covered enough today and I feel good about it. So, uh, 
I, I know I say it a lot, but thank you again for, for all the support. I'm, I mean, it really really helps keep me going on this thing. I'm, I, I mean, I, I enjoy doing it, but knowing that you guys are enjoying what I put out makes it all worthwhile. So uh, keep listening, and I'll, uh, I'll keep trying to, to make you laugh, maybe teach you a thing or two. So uh, I, I sure appreciate it. Y'all go find me uh, on Facebook, Matt McKinley. This is my personal page. My personal page is on Facebook and Twitter, or at MickerMac85. Go to the Burning Daylight page on Facebook. Go check us out. We got a bunch of funny shit up there, a bunch of interesting stuff, some videos, and we just have fun. Uh, So that's Burning Daylight on Facebook, at Burning Daylight on Instagram. Make sure you go check out Don't Be a Gunsel. Uh, go buy some stuff. Use the promo code Burning Daylight. Get 10% off. And uh, let's do it again tomorrow. Uh, hopefully, there's some good shit on the debates, so I can uh, I can get some content there. And and if not, well, I'll uh, I'll kind of recap them anyways. But uh, thanks again for everything. Like, share, subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell your neighbors. Tell your enemies. Uh, do everything you need to do to get this thing to spread. I think we're right on the verge of, of getting huge. So uh, keep it up, and I'll, uh, I'll keep doing what I do. But I'm going to go home and drink a beer, so move your ass. We're burning daylight. Ponce V across the border in the year of odd 16. The people of Columbus still hear him riding through their dreams. He killed 17 civilians, you could hear the women scream. Blackjack Persian on a dancing horse was waiting in the wings. Tonight we ride, tonight we ride. We'll skin old Ponce Villa. Big shafts out of his hide Shoot his horse, he hits a laywise His 27 brides Tonight we ride Tonight we ride We rode for three long years Till Black Jack Persian called it quits When Jackie wasn't looking I stole his fine spade beer It was tied upon his stallion So I rode away on it To the wild Chihuahuan desert So dry you couldn't spit Tonight we ride
ourselves blessed tonight. We 